Hi, everyone. Welcome to People Keeping Promises, the art of building culture, a podcast created for the team at Reed's Heritage Homes and Sherwood Homes, where we are passionate about creating a positive, welcoming, and motivational corporate culture so that we can provide the best experience for our homeowners. I'm your host, Jennifer Muller, and I'm so excited to get this ball rolling. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast episode. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend, and I am really looking forward to this next guest. Uh, You will know her from around our head office. I am interviewing Sarah Pimlat today. Sarah is a senior finance manager at Reed's Heritage Homes, Sherwood Homes, and all of the other company divisions that we have, and I'm really looking forward to chatting with you today, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me. Welcome. Thanks for having me having me, Jennifer. I'm very excited to be here. Good. I am really looking forward to it, too. So why don't we get started? uh, And you can give me an idea of what your role entails. I would say accounting, even in my personal life, is not my strong suit. (laughs) So I would love to hear about what your role entails uh, within our organization. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So as you said, my position is Senior Finance Manager. Uh, I report directly to the CFO, Tim Strom. Uh, And the area that I manage specifically would be corporate accounting. So I oversee a lot of the preparation of kind of the high-level financial statements. So bringing everything together, like all the residential operations, as well as we have VBA divisions and other corporate divisions, seeing the big picture of everything, uh, kind of creating our overall financial statements that would be reviewed by our external auditors, as well as ones that we would send to any external parties like banks or lenders that may need to see those. Oh, wow. Okay, so that is really interesting. What do you do? That that seems like a lot of data. (laughs) Like, so do you review this data? Do you review it historically? Or are you looking for the forecast? Um, Yeah, great question. So both for sure. A lot of the um, financial statements that are getting reviewed uh, by external parties and sent out, those are more historical financial statements. Um, right. So looking back at the past, what our balances at are at certain points of time, what revenue we've had over certain points of time. And then another huge part of my role is cash flow forecasting. Okay. So then I take what we're expecting to do in the future, all of our sales that we're expecting to have um, yeah. and any other transactions and bring that all together to kind of forecast what we think our cash balances are going to um, be over time into the future. So right. then, um, you know, other management and upper level uh, people can use that information to make decisions decisions like right. maybe what land acquisitions we might want to do or what financing we might need yeah. to get to help all those projects move forward. Oh, inter- okay. So you're going to be looking at me then. I feel like you're going to pay attention to a lot of what we're forecasting. We're so, you know, in sales and marketing, we're subjected to so many uh other factors that we really can't control so it's always more like pie in the sky like we hope to do this at this time we and you that is not part of your world I don't think at all <laughs> well and and I think that's important because we do we get a lot of our information from a lot of different places yeah. and it's understanding how they all come together and even understanding the people that are providing it so yeah. if Jennifer tells me something I know she's always being super optimistic so yeah. I might want to have an alternate scenario where we might not make those closings in that month they might be this or that Oh my gosh, that's really interesting to me. That's so funny because it's like sometimes you don't even realize yourself. Like I wouldn't have really realized what the impact is on every other team member. I think that's a goal that we're all trying to work towards as an organization is to recognize our impact on obviously our customer at the forefront, but also 
all of our team members who may rely on the information that we're providing. So it's so interesting to me because sometimes I really like asking questions like, why do you need this? And I find that that's so helpful because I can tailor my response based on how you need that information. So if someone asks me something, I may answer it. Not that they're either one is incorrect, but I might answer it very differently if you ask or if someone else is asking just based on curiosity, right? But you guys need you need the cold hard facts. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You need the and truth. Yeah, we like to provide information <laughs> like that as well when we're asking. Like, yeah. I'm going to be using this for this. I need it yes. on this date. Yeah. I need this kind of level. You know, yep. sometimes we ask for a budget and it's, I don't have that yet. And it's, okay, well, can you just give me the, you know, high level pro forma? I just right. need this or that. So people can provide answers sometimes earlier when they know exactly what you're looking yes. for and then more tailored to what you're going to use it for. Uh, I see. So you can get like high level stuff first and then probably more specific detail as the project progresses, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Always kind of fine tuning as we go along and know more about. And, you know, some of the projections are years down the exactly. way, right? Like we have ideas of what closings might be in 2028, but... We know there's a lot more uncertainty as you get out that far. Yeah. So. No one predicted a pandemic. Exactly. <laughs> so that I don't think was built into your, no, <laughs> your reporting. No, no. And there's, sometimes there's a budget and then there's you know forecasts that are being continuously updated. So this yes. is what we thought would happen. But now that we're here, this is what we think will happen. Now. OK. Do you do you look back historically or is it is it just something like that's sort of the nature of the beast? Do you look back and think, oh, wow, we were way off in our forecast and our actuals are really different? Or is it just like, of course, that would happen because we can't predict the future? Yeah, we do a lot of um, kind of variance analysis where we say this is what our budget was, this is what we're trending at now, what happened, what can we learn from that, is that something that's going to continue forward or is that something that just, yeah, that happened and that's fine, we don't need to worry about that. Yeah, it's just a blip or whatever. That sounds really interesting. Like it's a game. It's, I mean, not a game, but it's like a, a lot of strategy, right? Like you're, it is sort of going through and navigating all of these scenarios, it's kind of fun. For sure. It is very interesting. Maybe right? you do like accounting. There finance. you go. Maybe I'll maybe I'll take a, take a few courses and I'll do some job shadowing with you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, so what types of projects are you guys working on right now? Um, so a big area that I'm working on now is kind of, now that um, the residential uh, divisions have been sold to the Blevins and yes. used to be kind of Reed's, shared shareholder ownership I'm trying to understand what does that mean for all of our reporting now how do we change what we're doing to make it more meaningful how do we group together you know Sherwood residential and Reed's residential in a more meaningful way and what are people trying to uh, what information are people trying to glean from those reports and how can we uh, do it in a better way and change how we're doing things yeah one of the questions I had for you was um you know, you've got, how do you juggle all of those elements? Because I don't even think I understand what that whole looks, that whole situation looks like with respect to all of the divisions of the companies. I know that there, you know, obviously there's Reed's Hitter Homes and Sherwood Homes. And then I know that there's about like 40 more yeah, <laughs> or somewhere sure. in that neighborhood, right? So how do you manage that? Like the organization component, I think obviously is going to be important, but it's also, it's more so, it's more than that. I feel like when you mentioned that just now about how do you plan for this division of something that's been so intrinsically combined for so long and now it's sort of there's a bit of a separation or a shift how do you stay on top on top of all of that yeah I think it's just you know constantly asking questions like would what would be useful to you would you want to see these combined would you do do you still need them this way and that way what would you be comparing to so you know talking to the people that are going to be using the information like what's going to be helpful for you um, and just kind of keeping that 
keeping that perspective and everything that we're doing like hey this is how we've always done a budget but this year when we do it that might not work we might need to think about how to incorporate this and that so just always having those conversations lots of communication with the other managers and directors like you said of the other divisions or the other companies um the accounting team like we're a shared services kind of pool so right we do the accounting um finance and ap for the whole group so someone right. within that group knows uh each little part so we just have to be constantly communicating on yep. how to put it all together yeah so yeah a lot of team meetings a lot yeah. of kind of um spreadsheets like how do we use technology so we're all on the same page we've been yeah. working on some shared files like you know, spreadsheet of all the different companies that we do, who does what, when, who yeah. needs to see what, when, um, yeah, just to try to stay on top of it. Wow. All. That's a ama- lot of moving parts. Yes. For yeah. Sure. But I'm sure once you get into it, it becomes, I would guess, a second nature. And I think because the divisions are all so closely related, that might help a little bit, but it's helpful that you have so many members on the team that have, you know, an insight into their specific areas and that, you know, collaboration and that communication element, I'm sure is really really important yes exactly for sure and it's having you know the right people on the team that you know like they they know their things and if something's wrong in their area they're going to bring it up and we're going to solve it together so I I can't do everything for sure I can't know everything about everything but we have the right people in place that are going to you know take care of their own uh, areas and then I can help bring it all together exactly okay so now that you've given a bit of an insight into what you do day to day why don't you back it up a little bit and explain how you got to where you are here because I think that that's a really interesting story too yeah for sure um, so some of the highlights are kind of I went to Laurier got a business degree there with a major in accounting yeah. um, and then I did co-op terms while I was there as well as after I graduated worked at a uh, public accounting firm in sure. Hamilton called Taylor Lebo okay um, so it was kind of a mid-sized firm where we saw lots of different clients and lots of different industries so that was a great way to get lots of different experience yeah um, I did kind of personal tax returns corporate tax returns review engagements audits um, yeah. we had a business valuations de- department so got involved in some of that stuff so some really good broad experience there for um, maybe five years Um, then after that point I moved into industry Um, I actually moved to Vancouver oh wow Um, yeah so lived there for four or five years as well Um, I worked at a health authority there so okay it was kind of like government health care yeah ran all of the hospitals and health care outreach within greater Vancouver area so yeah yeah a little bit of getting into all the details of being on the industry side being actually inside the company yeah yeah big switch there um, and then uh, I moved back to Ontario in 2016, and yeah. that's where I started at Reeds. Um, when I started, I actually started in a different position, so I was overseeing the financial reporting for the VBA division. Okay. Yeah, so that was like a really interesting experience for sure to yeah. see kind of the the legacy of what we built there and our yeah. ongoing relationship uh, with the residents that live there. Um, so I did that for a couple of years, and then now in my corporate role. Um, it's really like helpful to have seen that other side of it, how yeah. those transactions all work, and so I can understand how it all comes together oh, in the cool. big picture. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's amazing because I feel like, uh, as far as I can understand or interpret, the basic principles of accounting are steadfast. This is standard. The you know, Like I say, these principles can carry on regardless of the industry or company that you work for. So what types of 
elements come into play when you're working for different co- companies. So for example, in healthcare versus uh, new home construction, like are there similarities or how much of that industry comes into play to sort of differentiate your day-to-day role? Yeah, that yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, there, there are different standards, like there's different rules, but they, you know, they kind of have the same guiding principles, yeah. and high level um, ideas. But yeah, so as a private company, we use accounting standards for private enterprises. So that's a whole specific set of rules. And then yeah. um, in government or in the not for profit sector or public companies, they all have their own specific rules. So oh, cool. some of it from moving from industry to industry, you do have uh, you know, that learning curve of understanding the exact ways to interpret their rules. But right. uh, the more experience you have in general, the more you can understand the kind of high level. Well, this is this is just what makes sense. Like, yes. Wise. Yeah. And I can imagine we sort of spoke about this a little bit earlier, but I can imagine that it would be it's a little bit different in this particular organization, given our uh, the objectives of our of our company and what we actually do. So as a home builder, I think we have a very different um, how do I phrase this? Like a different perspective on the importance of accounting, because of course it's important across the board with any organization. However, I feel like with home building, that impact on our customer is probably the most prevalent, I would guess, than in any other organization. Like given the role that accounting plays in processing POs for our trade partners, like that aspect of your role uh, and in the finance team is so crucial. So what does that look like? How you don't, you know, meet with our customers, you don't talk to our customers, I wouldn't say, um, but your impact on the customer is very profound, right? All of those things have a huge impact on how we are able to deliver the product that we've sold. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, in accounting, we're not usually dealing with the end purchasers uh, frequently, but we, we have to keep that customer service focus in mind anytime we're dealing with, you know, anyone, whether it's, yeah, v- vendors calling looking for payment or right. we're helping other divisions within uh, the organization yeah. to achieve their goals. How can we uh, provide the best customer service to them? So things like understanding what you know, what are their goals? What are they trying to do with that information? How can we help right. you know, provide exactly what's needed to accomplish that? Um, yeah, dealing with lawyers, like we, we try to keep that um, in mind with all of our interactions. Yeah, it's have. great. It's interesting, though, because it really like accounting is often sort of behind the scenes, but it really plays a huge role of keeping this train chugging along, you know? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so do you have any, uh, I know you read a lot, mm-hmm. and I know, I think you listen to podcasts. I do. Do you have, uh, so you're familiar with this, obviously, so I'm going to first start by asking if you have any uh, an aphorism or an expression to share with our team, because that's my favorite way to end the podcast. So do you have something that you'd like to share? Um, yeah, for sure. I think just like a very basic one, but it really speaks to me is be kind for everyone that you meet is fighting a battle that you know nothing about. Yes. So I think that's just such an important perspective to keep in mind. Like you really don't know what is going on in people's lives. Um, It might be easy to get in the mind state of, oh, you know, they have it so easy. They don't have to deal with this and that. Or uh, on social media, their life is perfect. But you don't know what people are really going through. So just to keep that perspective and how you, you know, deal with people. Yeah, I agree with you 
wholly and completely. It's so important. Um, I really love that expression too, because it's true. You really don't. And of course we have to think about that within our uh, team and our organization and everyone that we work with, but also our customers, because it's an exciting milestone, but it also can be sort of that catalyst because of maybe a not so exciting milestone, right? Uh, For them to want to move or have to move. So um, definitely super important to keep in mind. Yeah, I love that one. Okay, so do you have any recommendations for books that you'd like to share with our team or maybe another podcast that is I mean, better than the one that we have here? Get more <laughs> I, information? I don't know can talk this one. <laughs> um, I guess I'll just kind of shout out another one that you mentioned and you reminded me, Stuff You Should Know, yeah, which yes. I forgot that I loved like in the yes. past I listened to over and over and then I kind of took a break and I've gotten back into it yeah. again and I just love it. Yeah, yeah, just like I love just their banter. Like they're yes. very positive, have great yeah. personalities. And then also you just learn so much about such a variety of different things. Yeah, I, I've really I've stopped listening to that one in the last few weeks. Same thing. You sort of get there's a lot going on, yeah. of course. And then I try to listen to the audiobooks, And so you kind of get lost. But um, that is a really good one because it's not even it's not like trivia based. It's like really things that are interesting. I always feel like I learn something that's actually very practical or if it's not practical, practical, it's really something that's new to me or interesting to learn more about. I also just subscribe to one. Um, I actually can't remember the title, but it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. She has a podcast and I think she interviews a lot of um, females in sort of the corporate world. So I'm really, I haven't started that one yet, but I just subscribed to it the other day. So I'll let you know how that one goes. Okay, awesome. I'll check it out. (laughs) Okay, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you are very busy and you've got a lot going on. So I really appreciate it. It was really nice chatting with you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Okay, thanks everyone. Have a great day. Hi, everyone. Stay tuned for the Monday motivation from Stephanie. This week's take action tip is dealing with stress, all types. We live in a culture that associates high levels of stress and being busy with success and high performance. The thinking often goes like this. The more I get done, the more I'll have, the better I'll be, and so on. Sure, you can push through a lot. And if day after day features the same series of problems you're constantly having to hurdle over, you can easily get burnt out. Start to notice your distress threshold aka the amount of stress you can handle before it starts to seriously impact you and take note of when you're inching closer to it. The same holds true for you stress. Even though it's positive stress, you can still have too much of a good thing. Give yourself permission to recharge even when things are going great. You can learn to love your you stress but still need and deserve your downtime. After all, roller coasters are exciting but we can't live fully if we have that feeling all of the time. Ready to roll? Yep. Let's do it. Okay. I have to psych myself up too. Why <laughs> you said press record a while ago? Oh yeah, it's still recording. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, it's been recording for a minute and 25 seconds. Okay. Okay.